Hey there, it's Jamie Scrimger here, and you're listening to the Kick-Ass Stepmom Podcast. I'm a wife, a mom, a stepmom, a coach, a conversation opener, and a BS caller. Eight years ago, I found myself sitting on the bathroom floor, bawling my eyes out, wondering what the heck I was thinking, marrying a man with three kids and an ex-wife. Look, don't get me wrong. I was madly in love. The kids were great. But being a stepmom is, well, it's just complicated. If you know, you know. As a 26-year-old with zero experience in the parenting department, I went to the internet for support. But I was disappointed with what I found. So I decided to create the type of support I was looking for. Raw, real, solution-focused conversations about all things motherhood, stepmotherhood, and living a kick-ass life. Life can be hard, really freaking hard. But it's entirely possible to thrive amongst the tough stuff. Each week, I will bring you tips and strategies and mindset shifts to inspire you to live your own version of a kick-ass life. We'll bring you along as I create my own. Let's do this. Hello, hello. Welcome to the Kick-Ass Stepmom podcast. This week, I am doing something a little different. I am sharing the recording of an interview that I did for the Stepmom Summit that took place in August of this year. So the Stepmom Summit is created by Step Family Magazine, which is run by the lovely Beth from Inclusive Stepmom and Cameron from This Custom Life who are both writers and coaches in the stepmom space. I will link their information for you guys to check them out. Now, this interview was only available for those who signed up for the summit, but recently I asked if I could share it with my community as well. And they said, yes, I was interviewed by the lovely Beth who has been on the show before, and I just am ready to dive right in. So here is our conversation. I'm Beth McDonough, co-founder and co-host of The Summit and owner of The Inclusive Stepmom. And in this session, we are going to talk about personal growth. And I'm here with a very special stepmom coach. And I think no one would argue with me if I said probably one of the most well-known voices in this space, Jamie Scrimger. You probably know her from her podcast, the Kick-Ass Stepmom podcast, or her exclusive stepmom community. Jamie, why don't you intro yourself for anyone who might not know you and share a little bit about your stepmom story? Oh, well, where do I begin again, right? I've been a stepmom now for nine years with my husband for 10, which I think is so wild. Like When I say that, I just still feel like, I don't know, it does end up going very, very fast. So my stepdaughter right now is going to be 20. I have an 18-year-old stepson, 50-year-old stepson, and then together with my partner, we have a quote-unquote ours baby, which is like such a weird term, right? Yeah. Um, who is eight. So it started the same way that it started for a lot of people who are creating content in the space. I looked on the internet for support, couldn't find the type of support and conversations I was looking for. I was crying on the bathroom floor. There may have been wine there. I was like, okay, I have to make this work. And I knew that sitting or bitching about how hard being a stepmom is, wasn't going to make anything better, right? Like I needed tips and strategies to move forward. So I set out to kind of figure it out on my own. And basically after a lot of work on myself, a lot of work on my family, I was like, okay, yeah, this feels good. I realized that it wasn't about the ex, even though sometimes it really felt like it was about the ex. It wasn't about my partner. It wasn't about the in-laws. Like it really did start with me. And I've been on this journey of personal growth and sharing what's worked for me with, you know, the community that we've built. And it's 
crazy to me that we've been able to build such an international community, really, of stepmoms who are all feeling very similar things. Because that's the thing. Even though every step family situation is unique and what works for one family may not work for another, we all have these universal emotions. And I've realized that the equation to thriving amongst this extra stress really is similar for everyone. Yeah, absolutely. It is wild because I've been connected with you and following you for so long. And I just got an email from you the other day where you were talking about your stepson and how old he is now. And it blew my mind. Like I remember watching videos of Reese when she was little and like dancing in front of the mirror and stuff. And it just, time goes by so fast. It's, it's insane. Yeah. It's so crazy. And I, it's interesting, especially in those emails, because I send out emails every week about just kind of like behind the scenes musings and things really like those aha moments for me. And it's crazy. So much of the shit we worry about and the things that feel like such a big deal in the moment when time goes on, they aren't worth it. They they really, really aren't. Yeah, absolutely. I have been learning that lesson myself as well. And so on that note, I don't know if your Instagram profile still says it, but it used to that you're a BS caller and I've seen you and heard you do it. I love it about you. It's, <laughs> it's one of my favorite things other than our shared love for Kim Crawford wine. Uh, I love that too. It is truly. Why are we not having that right now? I know. I know we should be. It's early. So we, but we should have swapped anyway. I should have swapped my coffee out for it. So what is the most common BS story you see stepmom sort of telling themselves when they get stuck in a cycle that you end up calling out a lot? Yeah. Well, there's a lot because we tell ourselves a lot of stories that don't do us any favors, but I think the really big one is the guilt, right? Like a lot of stepmoms are feeling so guilty for feeling the way that they're feeling or maybe not loving their stepkids like their own for looking forward to their stepkids going back to their mom's house or, you know, just even struggling, right? Just struggling with the stepmom role. We feel so guilty for Mm -hmm. that. And I think that's BS. We're human beings. We didn't sign up to be a stepmom. We signed up to do life with someone with kids. Right. And as a result, we are a stepmom. I think that's something we really need to kind of get rid of that stigma of that stepmom guilt and that it's not okay for us to feel this way. The problem is, though, is society doesn't talk about this, right? Mm -hmm. Like no one talks about stepmom struggles. No one talks about those hard days as a stepmom, because there's still this huge double standard. And that's what I think is BS too, right? You know, moms are encouraged to keep it real. I use this example all the time because we're in summer break right now, right? So think about this right now. As a mom, if I go to my Facebook and I'm like on my status or like when people used to do status, I don't know, maybe it's Instagram notes now. I don't even know what's going on online. TikTok, but, sure. uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I go do a thing, a post and I'm like, so excited for the kids to get out of that house, right? They're my own kids. Say they're we're not talking step family right now. Like, you know, chucking their backpacks out, like waving goodbye, like so excited back or whatever. School. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. One of those, you know, viral posts that will inevitably go viral when the kids go back to school. Mm-hmm. As a mom, that's okay, right? Haha, <laughs> so funny. What if I did that as a stepmom? Can you freaking imagine? However, stepmoms are here doing a lot of the same things. And it's actually a lot harder to be a stepmom because you don't have that. Or for a lot of us, we don't have that kind of like unconditional, you know, biological connection or like that connection from like, it's different. It can be different for a lot of stepmoms. So that's where there's this double standard and stepmoms are feeling so much shame 
for feeling the way that they're feeling. And that's what I think is BS, right? Like we're not talking about this enough, Mm -hmm. even, you know, I've been doing this almost 10 years, not like as you know, the platform, but I've been looking for support and evolving as a stepmom. Yes. There's a lot more stepmom support you know, if there's the summit, which is amazing, there's a lot of really great resources out there, but still like the number of stepmoms and the, you know, amount of resources that's crap. Yeah, absolutely. I think of that a lot around Mother's Day because you see all the Mother's Day posts where women are like, all I want for Mother's Day is a hotel room by myself, right? And I'm always like, could you imagine what people would say if, if I said that? Like, oh, I don't want my steps out of here at all. I just really want a hotel room alone for Mother's Day. I would get blasted for sure. Mm-hmm. You would. Don't don't post that. No, never. Be. <laughs> <laughs> and so thinking about that journey, why do you think personal growth is such a huge component for learning how to thrive, even when like the swirl of all that stuff is happening around you? Yeah, well, I think personal growth is just so important regardless. But yeah, I think as a stepmom, well, in all areas of parenting, we don't realize how much our stuff creeps into how we feel as a stepmom, like our past stuff, like how we were raised, the message we received about ourselves, our, you know, our insecurities. Like we all have our things, right? And when you really dive into personal growth, and I'm not talking about like every day writing a list of things that you're grateful for and like, you know, just having your coffee in peace and, and that kind of stuff. Like I'm talking like diving in. Those things are great, by the way, 100%. I do them all. But like really diving in, like, why does this bother me? Like, what story am I telling myself about what's happening here? And is that true? How have my past traumas come up and are showing up in my relationship with my stepkids or my partner right now? Like diving into that because so many of the insecurities that we have of, as a stepmom have really nothing to do with a stepmom. It's just our old stuff creeping in. So I really think it's important to dive into that kind of stuff. So I'm just going to kind of give you an example. So everyone who's been following me forever knows about the shoes at the door. When I first became a stepmom, I was just like, why are there so many shoes? And why are the shoes not in the cubby. Like how many times do I have to say, like, put your shoes away? Like there's like freaking shoes everywhere. And it triggered me every single time the kids came into the the house, like the mess and the shoes triggered me. And for the longest time, I was really focused on like, I just wanted everything to be perfect. I wanted, you know, perfect meals. Their lunches were made. The kids were dressed perfectly. Like I really wanted perfection. And I dove into that. So I've been diving into that more and more and more. Like, where did that come from? Yeah. Why did the shoes bug me so much? Why did I care so much about things being perfect? Why did I want perfectly behaved kids? All these things. Well, first of all, I was feeling super insecure about being a stepmom because I was 26 when my partner and I got together. He was 40. Everyone was like, she has no idea what she's signing up for. I was trying to prove that I did. I actually didn't just so you know, I was trying to prove that I, I could do this because people would say things like, does she know what it's like? What if the kids get sick? Like this isn't all just like, you know, fun and games, like parenting is hard. So I was getting so much criticism and people had so many thoughts. So I was trying to prove myself. So it wasn't the shoes. It was what the shoes represented to me. Going back further as a child, First of all, I used to get rid of my dad's girlfriends for sport. I was literally like the <laughs> worst child of divorce ever. Um, I think that's to my mother. It's just so yeah. I, I, we're um, the same human. I'm I'm fairly certain, but yeah, totally. <laughs> 
So I used to do that, but I was, I was kind of a bad kid, mm-hmm. not a bad kid, but my mom left my parents got divorced. I was kind of like almost abandoned by her. I didn't feel like my emotional needs were being met. Like all these things, like looking back, I can see, you know, where that story came from. So I always thought that I wasn't good enough, that no one was going to take me seriously, that I needed to prove something to everyone. I needed to prove people that I wasn't going to, you know, be in juvenile detention, like all these things. And so, you know, I could go on and on about it. And I talk a lot about that kind of stuff on my podcast, but all of that stuff came into my stat family life, right? So I wanted things to be perfect so that people didn't know that I was struggling because I've always felt like no one accepted me for who I was. So I had to be on my best behavior because if I wasn't in my best, I wouldn't be accepted and I wouldn't be loved. I was constantly feeling like I had to control everything, control everything with my partner because I was fearful that he would leave me too. I had no idea this at the forefront of my mind, but that's where personal growth comes in. Right. Mm -hmm. And so it's like, is the story we're telling ourselves true, right? Is this about the shoes or is this about my desire to prove everyone wrong? Is this about the shoes or is this about my desire to show everyone that I'm a great stepmom because I feel like I need to prove myself? Mm -hmm. Like, what is it really about? And that's, what's really powerful. When you start diving into that, you're like, oh shit, (laughs) right? Like this is, this is not just about 10 tips on how to be a good stepmom. Yes, absolutely. I can relate to the age gap because we had that too. And when I dug into a similar thing, I was also a shoe person and like dishes, like just all of the like house cluttery things and realized that for me, it was a lot about people didn't believe that I would, because I had come out right at the same time. And I was now with a woman, nobody thought it was going to work because they thought it was like a phase. And so I felt like I needed to prove like, no, I made the right decision. I understand what I'm doing. The perfectionism will really, will really get you every single time. Mm -hmm. But yeah, you were probably like, I am gay and I am a good stepmom. And I look at me, I'm parenting with a woman and all this stuff. Yeah. exactly. You think this is a joke. It's not a joke. Right. And that's what I was trying to do. I was like, this isn't a joke. This is how I feel. And this is what I want for my life. But you know, you really have to dive into why their opinions bother you so much in the stories that you've been telling yourself, because often those insecurities in the back of our mind, we kind of think they're true. I'm going to interrupt this episode really quickly to give you the inside scoop on brands and resources that I'm loving, who also help support the show. In the summer, we are on the go a lot. And whenever we come home, I always tell my husband how excited I am to get back and sleep in our bed. Now that it's fall and we're home more and back in routine, I am so excited to be able to sleep in my bed every night. The reason? The sheets. My bamboo sheets and duvet cover from Cozy Earth are heaven on earth. So soft, so comfortable, and even Oprah has described this bedding as the softest ever. Here's the lowdown. I get hot at night and regularly get the night sweats. These sheets are temperature regulating, which has made such a difference for me. Certified free of harmful chemicals, easy to wash, won't pill, and have a 10-year warranty. I cannot recommend these bamboo sheets enough. Of course, I have a code for you, COZYJAMIE40 for 40% off the entire site. Investing in good sheets makes such a difference in your sleep. When you get a good sleep, you show up as a better version of yourself in the morning, you're refreshed, energized, focused, and you look better. Good sleep is the foundation for my self-care. You deserve it and the people in your life deserve it. COZYJAMIE40 for 40% off the entire site. 
And if you're looking for sleepwear or loungewear, I also highly recommend the Bamboo Jogger Set. The quality and comfort is uncomparable. Cozy Jamie 40 for 40% off the entire site. Go to jamiescrimshire.com forward slash cozy earth. If you're looking for strategies to help you manage stress, this is for you. I want to be calm. I want to feel grounded, centered, productive, focused, anxiety-free, and I want good sleep. We all do, right? Newcom helps me do all of that. Newcom is an all-natural stress relief technology that is powerful neuroscience that you can tap into whenever you need it. Clinically proven to naturally relax the brain and body within minutes, without drugs. It helps to neutralize stress, helps you feel centered and grounded and in control of emotions, restore your sleep, elevate performance, boost energy, and change your state of mind on demand. Here's how it works. Place a Nucom biosignal processing disc on your left wrist. Open the Nucom mobile app and choose a patented neuroacoustic journey. Start your journey and feel the stress melt away in minutes. For more than 20 years, the company has been helping people regain control of their lives by helping them manage stress. From elite military operators, to cancer patients, to professional athletes, to first responders, to veterans, to pilots, to moms, dads, kids, parents, and friends. In less than 20 seconds, you can put Nucom on and ease your mind and body into the healing zone, rapidly switching off stress and transitioning your body to deep relaxation and recovery within minutes. It's all about restoring your mind and your body. Personally, I put Nucom on during the workday when I've hit that afternoon slump or I'm feeling triggered and before bed to prime myself for a solid night's sleep. Nucom used to be a $6,000 class three medical device. Now it's easier to use and much more affordable through a subscription. For as little as $137 per day, you can take control of stress and poor sleep and own the day. Nucom has become one of my favorite rituals and is a go-to form of self-care. Learn more and get all the details at www.nucom.com. That's N-U-C-A-L-M.com and use the code JAMIE10OFF for 10% off. When we were talking about the topic for today, I almost wanted to make it like the own your shit interview because that's what a lot of what you're saying is about realizing what's behind those triggers and owning it. What advice do you have for stepmoms when it comes to like, once they figure out what's, what's behind that, how do you go about owning that to start to improve your step family life? Yeah. So it's tough and it's an ongoing process. Like I never want anyone to listen to anything that I say and are like, Oh man, like she never gets triggered anymore. Or it, it, you know, you never fall off the wagon or you never have a reaction that you're like, uh, you know, wasn't my shiniest moment. Like, you know, we all have that, like, this is a process. This isn't something you just kind of like deal with and then move forward. So I think, you know, just observing your behavior and even like looking back and being like, what was that about? Right. Cause you know, often we'll get in a fight with our partner. Well, I will. I'm sure you guys all do too about something about say the kids. So say the kids are your partner doesn't consult you about something with the kids. And this is what has been really interesting for me because you know, he doesn't consult me. I don't know what's going on. And then when I find out I'm super triggered because I'm like, why wouldn't you talk to me about this? Why can't we make this decision as a team? 
you know, I'm good enough for, you know, the homework and the, the haircuts and the running around and doing all the laundry and all these things. Like, why can't I be on your team? Mm-hmm. Okay. So in my mind, the story is that I'm not good enough. I'm not seen as an equal parent. Is that the truth though? Or did he just make that decision in the moment? Because sometimes parents just make decisions without having to consult the other parent. Mm-hmm. Because on the flip side, with Reese, I would never consult him about that. I would just be like, hey, this is what Reese is doing on Friday, or hey, we're doing this. Right. But in that space, he's not saying, well, I'm good enough to, you know, go to work and like pay for this, but I'm not good enough for you to consult me. Like, are we not a team? Mm-hmm. Right. So often, like, we just need to go back and like just really look at our behaviors and our reactions. Like, what is this about? Like, what insecurity is coming out? And then even just acknowledging it, it's a process of just acknowledging, oh, that story isn't true. Okay. So next time when that happens, I'm going to try to do this Mm -hmm. and planning your reactions ahead of time. I'm huge on that. So, you know, going in being like, okay, well, next time this happens, because I don't know if anyone's noticed, you're going to have the same thing happen over and over again. Over and over. I have been arguing with my partner about communication for 10 years. And the probability of him changing at this point, I'm going to say is about zero, right? <laughs> like I just have to, uh, to accept that because that's his style and his personality, but how am I going to react next time? Cause the way I reacted at the beginning of our marriage to his inability to communicate and what he thinks is a big deal versus what I think is a big deal is not how I react now, but the behavior is still the same. Cause he's who he is. I know there, what do they say? There's always like three fights that repeat over and over and over through your entire relationship. And so it, you know, whether you think you're fighting about the dishes all the time, it's not actually about the dishes. It's one of these three, you know, things that keeps popping up over and over. What's your process for going about identifying what's behind those triggers? So if I'm stepmom saying, arguing with my partner because we disagree about co-sleeping or bedtime, right? Whatever. Those are two, two biggies. What's the first step someone can take to start to realize what is actually behind that? Well, I think like really diving into your childhood stuff is huge. Mm-hmm. And I have some great books. So how did I do the work? It's Nicole Pera. Like I could just keep reading that book over and over again, right? Like Diving into stuff like that, like that book, I highly recommend that every stepmom reads. It has nothing to do with step parenting, by the way, and just everything to do with, you know, personal growth and like owning your shit. Books like, you know, The Mother Wound or Healing Your Inner Mother by Bethany Webster. Those books have journal prompts in them. And I know we all get these books and we're like reading them like, oh, I do not want to do that activity. So we skip over it. Mm-hmm. guys do the journal prompts. It feels corny. It feels unnatural. But when you start writing from these prompts, the stuff that you didn't even know was a thing will come out. Yeah. Right. So it's really about getting to know yourself, like really getting to know yourself, answer those questions. Don't just do it in a couple sentences, like give it the time and attention it deserves. This is not something that you're going to do over a weekend. Mm-hmm. Like this is an ongoing practice. And that's why I think it's really important to you know get this into your routine. So those are two books that I really think are important. You know, The Boundary Boss by Terry Cole. She's been on the podcast and she's been in the membership a couple of times and, you know, actually healing the inner mother. Bethany Webster has been on the podcast. We have some great conversations. So listen to those episodes, but diving into 
that stuff and just getting to know yourself better. I think that's the best place to start. And then you'll say like, okay, what is this really about? Right? Mm -hmm. Like you'll be able to see these patterns because the patterns that you see probably in your relationship with your partner and your stepkids, chances are there's similarities in other relationships in your life. You just need to get to the place where you can acknowledge that. And you got to check your ego because I don't like to admit that I don't react the best way to certain things or that something triggers me or I feel insecure about things. It feels really uncomfortable to get really vulnerable, but that again is where the change happens. Like you have to get really uncomfortable. Absolutely. I remember you had Gabby Bernstein on your podcast a few months ago and her book, Judgment Detox totally wrecked me because that one was heavy, heavy on like the reflection and the journaling and brings up some tough stuff about how we're passing judgment and making a lot of assumptions on people's intentions. And that was, that's a, that was a good one too. Yeah. It's in her, her other book, happy days. It just came out. It's her new release. Really good. Is it? I haven't read that one yet. I love her. Yeah. (laughs) Give yourself some time and space for that one. She's like, Oh, you think judgment detox wrecked you? You're be like, Oh gosh. Great. Can't wait. (laughs) Right. So that's what I mean though. It's this process, right? You know, you don't just read you know, this personal development book and all of a sudden you're personally developed, like you, ha- it's a, it's a process. And the more you learn about yourself, the more there is to learn. Yeah, absolutely. And, and so with this process, one of the things I hear you talk about a lot is picking your battles. Um, you know, even when you're working through those triggers and trying to figure out planning reactions and handle them differently is picking and choosing kind of what, what things you make a big sink about in the beginning, you were talking about how, when you look back, some of that stuff that felt big in the moment is actually really small. I hear you talk about the five, five, five rule that you like to live by with that. So can you tell everyone a little bit about that and how you decide which battles to pick? Mm -hmm. Well, it's changed right as time's gone on, but so the five, five, five rule, I don't know. Sometimes we'll say, will this matter in five minutes, five days, five months, five years, like it, people kind of change the times, but like the whole thing is, is like, will this matter? Like five days from now, will this matter? Five months from now, will this matter? You know, five years from now, will this matter? And I think that's really important because a lot of times I think, you know, go back to the bedtime thing. Stepmoms will be like, well, you know, if the kids don't get to bed on time, then it's important to me to have structure and routine and everything needs to be perfect. And if they don't go to bed on time, then I don't get time with my partner. So the come down is, is like the bedtime drill sergeant, right? And I was the bedtime drill sergeant, by the way, guys, I was I on top of bedtime. <laughs> yeah. Cause I was all over and all I wanted was the were the kids to go to bed and for us to be the home that has structure and routine, all the things again, going back to that perfection piece. Mm-hmm. Well, it doesn't actually matter if the kids go to bed half an hour late or if they finish the movie or if sometimes there's a special night and I was all over it all the time. And do you know what happened? My partner and I would get in an argument. What do you want the kids to remember about their childhood, right? Mm-hmm. Like kids are going to bed feeling tense and like they're in trouble. That's not a nice like space to end your day in. And he didn't want to hang out with me after. And then you lose that time with your partner anyway, right? <laughs> Because you're pissed off, right? So, you know, is that the right way to deal with that, right? It's not. So in those moments, I really found myself being like, okay, is this worth it? You know, my big thing now is, is this worth the vibe on my home? So when it comes to picking your battles, and I I talk a lot about reading the room. That was my last question for you. So I'm glad you're talking about it now. Yeah. Yeah. 
here's what I don't like about the stepmom space and like even the nacho method and stuff. So it's like, you know, you never do this with the kids or you never are involved in like A, B, and C. Like it's Mm -hmm. your partner's responsibility. You never say anything about anything or you never discipline or whatever the rules are. And I think as stepmoms, we read these quotes and we listen to these episodes on podcasts and we're like, okay, I can't do that. We're disengaged. I can't do that. We're parallel parenting. Like this is how we do it. Mm -hmm. You get to be the expert on your own life. And as soon as you start to read the room and just like pick up on the cues and focus on the vibe of your home, the rules seem less important. So I'll give you an example. During COVID, my relationship with my stepson was really hard. He was really struggling. We had all the kids here. Online school was definitely not his thing. And I was kind of all over, like, we need to get up. We need to be in routine and and doing all these things. We were not getting along at all. If I asked him to do anything, he was a snap show, right? Like he would either ignore me or give me lip, change the vibe of our home. Like when we had issues during COVID, it was brutal. So I completely disengaged at that time. Prior to that, I was involved in a lot of things with them. Like if I needed to swipe an iPad because they were fighting, it was fine because the kids were receptive to me. But at that point, he wasn't. Mm-hmm. So I needed to read the room. So mm-hmm. it wasn't about, I'm a parent in this house. I have been parenting you. You need to respect me. All these things like this ego stuff, right? That were like, this is how it should be. It was about being like, okay, this is not working. Mm-hmm. Right? This is not helping. So I took a step back, let his dad do the thing. Did his dad have him up as early as I wanted? No. Did he get all of his stuff done in the way that I would want him to get done? No. But our vibe slowly returned and we really focused on our relationship. And now, for example, we came in, we were away and he had dishes in the sink when we came in. And I was just like, oh my gosh, this house just needs to get cleaned. So I'd be like, hey, bud, can you just um, tackle those dishes? He's like, yeah, because they can read the room. We're in that place right now. Mm-hmm. Right. So you know, it's kind of like this dance and figuring out when to step in and when to step back. And that's when you pick your battles, right? Like you can pick up on the vibe, you know, how someone's going to react to what you're doing and you have to ask yourself, is it worth it? Yeah. And when we're willing to do that, that's actually the beauty of this role, right? Because we can make decisions on how involved we are, aren't like any given day. And protect the relationship and the rebuild of the relationship because we are able to be fluid about it. Mm-hmm, for sure. And I think that's really important too. Cause you know, stepmoms will disengage like, well, I'm not doing that for my partner. I'm a disengaged stepmom. Well, they're your partner in life. Like there needs some help. Some did sign right? up for like, something. Yeah. <laughs> we can't be, we can't be so stuck in our rules and this mm-hmm. like not showing method or this like parallel, what, whatever we're doing that we can't be like, okay, what works for my family today? What is best for my partner today? How can I support my partner today? And in doing that, they're going to be more supportive of you, mm-hmm. right? And, you know, just to go back on the um, self-care piece, because we're, we're running out of time, but when you get right with yourself and you are diving into those triggers and you're practicing self-care and you're going for your runs and you're not totally like all into all things stepkids when they're with you, when you walk in the house and see dishes in the sink you're less likely to be totally triggered. And in all of these stories that you've been telling yourself, they're less likely to come up because you're in a better space. Mm -hmm. Because if he would have said to me, screw you, I'm not doing the dishes, like, or I don't know, I don't think he would have the balls to say that, but like something along those lines, (laughs) um, I would be like, whatever, 
Like it wouldn't be a thing. Mm -hmm. I just wouldn't, it would not have been worth my time and energy at that time. We would talk about it later, 100%, but it just wouldn't be. Whereas when I wasn't okay, when I wasn't looking after myself and I wasn't like really diving into this stuff, I would have freaking snapped. Right. And then how nice is that for everyone when we all come home? Right. Like there's ways to deal with these issues so that everyone feels like they're heard and like they are important and, and that they're safe. And there's ways to deal with it where it's just chaos in the home. And I think, you know, that's where like the self-control piece and the five, five, five rule comes in. And it's like, does this really matter? Like, does this actually matter? And don't get caught up in that. Yes, it does. It's the principle of this, this, no, doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. Right. And it, often it doesn't, right. The kids still leave granola bar wrappers in their shoes. My stepson's rooms are kind of gross right now. They're better than they have been, but guess what? they're good kids. They've got a job, you know, they're, they're kind. We're, we're just trying to raise successful kids, mm-hmm. right? Kind, yeah. hardworking, good humans. Like that's what we're trying to do. So, you know, the granola bar wrapper and like all the stuff that we worry about, it doesn't matter. And the only thing that's doing is like triggering us. All of our stepmom insecurities are popping up mm-hmm. and that's what we have to dive into. Like, is this true? Yeah, absolutely. I could talk to you about this for hours and hours. I, I feel so much more empowered after like by the end of this conversation, <laughs> I'm like ready to go dig into my stuff. And so can you tell everyone sort of like what you're offering right now and where they can find you? Yeah. So I have a membership space for step moments where you get kind of like next level coaching from me. There is a forum, there's content you don't get anywhere else. There's interviews with experts, that kind of stuff. So you can check that out. It's the exclusive step mom community. So jamiescrimger.com forward slash membership. And that's where you can come. I have office hours. You can pop in on the forum, all the things. And then I do one-on-one coaching. I have an ebook. If you're like, I don't want to pay for stepmom stuff. Like I'm just not into that. I have so many episodes on the podcast and videos and blog posts. And there's just lots for everyone, no matter kind of how deep you want to get. Fantastic. This was so fun. Um, I don't usually get to be in this seat when I talk to you. Usually you're the one doing the interviewing. So I appreciate this so much. Thank you for being here. Yeah. Thank you for having me. And it's uh, so great to be able to connect with everyone. So if you listen to this and you have questions, come find me on Instagram. Um, I love to chat. That's it for this one. Thank you so much for tuning in. If you haven't already, and if the podcast has been resonating with you, I would be forever grateful if you would head on over to iTunes and give the show a rating and a review. And if you know someone who would benefit from listening to this episode, be sure to send it their way. Now, if you are craving more, head to my website, jamiescrimger.com. There are lots of blog posts and podcast episodes and resources available for you over there. And if you really want to dive in, I do take on a limited number of coaching clients every month. So you can book one call or work with me for three months. Either way, we will create an individualized plan for your unique stepfamily situation. Remember, sitting around biatching about how hard being a stepmom is won't make being a stepmom any easier. If you want change in your life, it has to start with you. Chat with you next week.